Hey, my name is Joe from Boss Cybernetics, and I'm sitting here with Kristen and Aaron. Kristen, of course, is from the Belmont Mansion, Aaron from the Bella Kalina Mansion. Today, we are going to be discussing what goes through the coordinator's mind as the wedding day comes up to the actual day, and then the morning, day, afternoon, evening, until we part you ways by means of either sparkler, bubbles, bells, lightsabers, or something else fancy that you've come up with. So, leading up to the wedding, we have to think about pretty much everything that's going to happen. And I can say that most brides are ignorant to what is about to take place. And sometimes the word ignorant comes across as a horrible word to say, but it's not horrible. It just means that they simply don't know. So I use the word quite often because I don't know a lot of things, but I do know weddings. And the bride, the groom, um, most of the time, the parents, the bridesmaids, groomsmen, everybody else, they know that there is going to be a ceremony and then they know that there is going to be one hell of an epic wedding that happens after that. But how does it all take place? There's plenty of planning that goes into it. There's plenty of time that we speak with the couple and the families and find out their wants and needs and then assure them that this is going to happen. There's plenty of conversations with the vendors and um, even the staff to make sure that we know what's going to happen. Most people don't realize that even the week of the wedding, we do a recap on all the weddings that are taking place on everything that we know about the couple. So this way everybody else is caught up. They don't realize that we run through emails that have been uh, given to us in the past and be able to review all the information and the boss messages, which is the instant messaging that we have on the app of the platform. And we review all of those conversations. And then we actually talk to all the vendors leading up to the wedding to assure that everything that could possibly go wrong we talk about beforehand so this way it doesn't go wrong and there are things that go wrong there's things that we know the couple is going to get themselves into and it's going to be bad but the couple refuses to listen or uh, understand how bad it can go and unfortunately sometimes that leads into a bit of a disaster Aaron had one recently where the couple did not want to take advantage of our, was it you or Kara? Mm. Where they didn't want to take advantage of our backup plan. They were, they were She had one and then I had one a week later. Mm-hmm. All right. So it was, I remember. They're both of us got rained on. <laughs> and I think both of you took video as you were standing underneath of the covered patio because mm-hmm. they had all their tables and chairs and linens and place yep. settings and everything was out there on the deck and even though we advised that you should take advantage of our backup plan which is 100 percent covered but inside of the mansion they decided that they did not want to do that and that they wanted to have that reception outside of the mansion and unfortunately it rained it rained mm-hmm. and it rained pretty damn everything hard everything said it was gonna rain <laughs> and it did <laughs> I mean, the couples, and we've talked about this before, they make an emotional decision because for a year, two years, sometimes three years, they envision that perfect reception out in the deck. But unfortunately, Mother Nature sometimes doesn't agree with that. And I tell everybody, they're like, well, we've been praying, we've been praying. I'm like, that's great. I mean, you know, and God has to make a decision, I guess, that he either gives rain to the farmer right down the street or he doesn't give rain to you because it's your wedding day. And Either which way, somebody's going to get rain and somebody's not going to get rain. But the science that we have with all of the weather forecasting tells us what's going to happen. And when we try to articulate that to you in a very nice way, um, you kind of have to be able to trust us. And it's not always right, 
right? There's been right. times mm-hmm. when it said it was going to rain 51%, which is always a horrible. I'd rather it say it's going to rain 10% or it's going to rain 90%. Mm-hmm. Right, not 50-50. Yeah, when it no. says 51%, it's like, okay, you're telling me that it's not even 50-50. It's like more of a chance of rain than not a chance of rain. But <laughs> at the same time, there's still 49% out there that it's not going to rain. And then we have, God forbid, if somebody were to tell us, look, if you leave the house today, there's a 51% chance that your ass is going to get into a car accident. I'd stay put. You I probably would, would stay I home, leave. right? Yeah. But yeah. then when it comes to the wedding day that you're spending all this money on, there's a 51% chance it's going to rain. I want to have this reception outside with no, no cover whatsoever, and it's going to be fine. doesn't make any sense to me. But it's their choice, and we live by their choice, and we have to recover by their choice, and it is what it is. There's not much else that can be done. They have to be able to trust us, and if they don't have that full trust in us that we are 100% looking out for their day, if there's even a doubt or somebody's in their ear more than us, they're unfortunately going to make that bad decision, and unfortunately, like you and Kara just had over the last few weeks, it rains on their reception and all their tables and linens and place settings and everything get extremely soaked, right? Exactly. But it is what it is. Um, So leading up to the day, we are stalking the weather constantly. Mm -hmm. We are seeing exactly what we're about to get ourselves into because the venues are in North Carolina and the weather is cackalacky crazy. It's just nuts. Oh, I like that. that joe cackalacky crazy crazy. (laughs) so with that being said um we look at all the messages we look at all the emails we go back and forth we look at all their upgrades in the system we know exactly what the vendor is supposed to do what they promised the couple what the couple has paid for we look at the weather we look at the rehearsal we study the bridal party we ensure like Kristen caught one the other day where um, the brides, she had five bridesmaids, but approved an upgrade with the florist that only had four bouquets mm-hmm. and she would have been short one bouquet. So then she's messaging the florist and messaging the bride and saying, Hey, look, there obviously was some miscommunication here. You have four, you have five bridesmaids, you have four bouquets, something's not adding up. So either you let go of a bridesmaid or you forgot to pick up an additional, uh, bouquet and eventually it got solved. The florist was able to create another bouquet. Brad ended up paying the florist for it. Everybody was happy. But what if she didn't go through that upgrade? What if she didn't go through and cross-check everything for the bride? Because the bride has a lot going on. But she did, and it solved a problem on the wedding day that could have been chaos. Mm -hmm. So we do that throughout the week. But then we wake up in the morning, and we are ready for the wedding day, right? (laughs) The weather's there. We know what's going to happen. Either it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous day, it's going to be an iffy kind of day, or it's going to rain like there's no tomorrow, and Noah's Ark is going to eventually pass us by. But something is going to take place and we're ready for it. We're going to have it. We're going to, we're going to tackle it. So we start off in the morning and each venue of course is very different. Um, but what goes through your mind whenever you wake up, Kristen? Oh my gosh. There is so much that goes through my mind. It's like going through making sure that I triple checked everything. Um, having great communication. Did I communicate enough? Um, was there anything that I could have communicated better? Um, always weather, always weather. Um, and then like the bride's reaction when there is going to be a chance of rain, like, you know, did I go on the rain plan hard enough? You know, like we say all the time, we can control a lot of things, but weather is not one of them. Um, there's just so many things, so many things like your brain never stops. 
um, because you want that perfect day for them. What about you, Erin? When I wake up and, you know, I, I love that I can speak to this right now, <laughs> here and now, because I, I haven't coordinated in a while, because Kara <laughs> usually does that here, and I got to do two back-to-back when Kara went on vacation, and I can confidently say both both times I woke up that morning and I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was so, I was so excited. Um, there's a lot. It's, I, can, I compare wedding coordinating a lot to... Um, if you ever played sports, yes, you know, game absolutely. day, it's game day. Um, when I played volleyball right before I would serve, I, I had a very specific routine. And if I messed up my serving routine, I, I would always hit the net. Like it was um, <laughs> out or, <laughs> um, and I would get really nervous and I still get really nervous before ceremonies. Nobody would ever know it. I don't mind telling you that I, I do get nervous because if I'm not nervous, I feel like gonna screw it up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so i wake up and i'm like let's go it's game day let's do this and i'm excited and i get to bella and i want to make sure that the team is also super excited so we start off with a yellow yeah <laughs> we Always. start off with a good morning to everybody <laughs> um and then it's it's go time from there you know i do a lot of like the prep work like you mentioned Kristen, as far as like reviewing the documents the upgrades of what was nice about these last two back to back is I had all the communication with them. You know, I did both their interviews. I built all the itineraries. We, I did their 45s. Like I did their rehearsals. I, I did it all. So there was no, there was no middleman. It was like when Joe was here and he did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that isn't what I think of that morning. Um, and you've been doing it for quite a while too so yeah but i I hadn't done a full coordination day in a while um so it was it's still just as exciting i love that it's just you know staying out of your own head like we do this all the time and you know being excited for the couple and rolling with the punches um one of them it, it did rain um on their stuff <laughs> uh, not psyching yourself out about that you know the dj looked at me at one point he said aaron what, what can i do to help and i just looked at him i was like nothing you can <laughs> i mean this was their choice yeah exactly you know, it's like we can only protect you so much but at the end of the day we're gonna do what you want us to be able to do exactly. even if we know it's a bad call I, mm-hmm. you know and i'm not gonna be like bad call you know <laughs> i was just like well rain is supposed to stop in 12 minutes so if you could keep the people down in cocktail hour they were all getting kind of antsy wanted to come up and see everything and it was like cocktail hours and over <laughs> you know <laughs> what you can do is keep them down there so that our, our crew can basically fix fix what you your bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended great so so we start off in the morning and of course weather is an issue um we we think about the weather if it's a beautiful day that's fine and we enjoy that we beautiful day we think about as well. it on a beautiful day yeah. you know, we're always thinking about the weather well it's north carolina and a storm can come out of mm-hmm. nowhere based mm-hmm. on how high the humidity is for the day so mm-hmm. it just is what it is but we count we count on the science as much as we possibly can and then we go forward with our day so the day starts and you have a blank canvas of a venue at that point we have to start rolling out tables Mm-hmm. We have to start rolling out chairs, and let's just say the average wedding in North Carolina is 125, so let's just say it's 125. 125 usually results in about 14 or 15 60-inch round tables. 60-inch round table, of course, is 5 feet. 
most of the females here are not five feet. So the table is bigger than them. They're rolling it on out onto the deck or underneath the pavilion or wherever it is that whichever venue you're at. And then they have to roll out 125 chairs. Each chair has about, um, has six chairs. Each stack of chairs has six chairs on it. Throw a hand truck underneath of the stack, roll out the stack, and you do that continuously until you end up with roughly 125 chairs. And then at that point, we take the 125 chairs, we take the roughly 14 tables, and we put an even number of chairs roughly at each table. So this way, at least it looks set up. Mm -hmm. And then we take all of our linens and put all of our linens on all of the tables. And this includes the guest tables. This includes the card and gift table. It includes um, cocktail hour cocktail tables, tables appetizer tables, whatever it is that you have on your rental invoice. A lot of people think that the rental company sets all this up. The rental company does not set all this up. At Bella, the crew arrives as early as 6 o'clock in the morning, and they go at it hard. And then they set up all these tables. They clean the morning of, sanitize the morning of, making sure all the floors are mopped, making sure the windows are clean. They set up all your tables, they set up all your chairs, and then they set up all of your linens. At that point, once they've done all that, they also set up ceremony area. So this way, when the couple shows up, or the bride shows up, or the groom shows up first, whoever it is, and their entourage, they see what is no longer a blank canvas, but they see the day that they have been inspired by over the last year to three years in their mind as far as what it was going to look like. And that's a pretty awesome thing whenever mm-hmm. they first walk up to the property and they finally get to see everything that they've been working at. Now, granted, it's still a semi-blank canvas because it doesn't have place settings and flowers and all the other fun stuff that comes later. But the tables, the chairs, the place, uh, the tables, the chairs and the linens are all 100% set up. So this way they can visualize where everything is now that it's out of their head and actually in front of their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then as much as the crew has been cleaning, they still have to do the grit and grime cleaning to make sure that everything is perfect out here. So they dust, they do more windows, they get rid of fingerprints wherever they may be, wipe down different surfaces, whatever it is, they knock out all that stuff. Then at that point when the bride, groom, or whoever it is that's showing up first and the entourage shows up, they know that there are five things that they're supposed to be able to give us. Who's gonna name them off real quick? Me, me, me. Bring it on. Kristen, do you want to do it? Yeah. No, no, I'll do it. Okay, I'll, do it. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Marriage <laughs> license. Boom. Rings. Cake topper. Seating chart. And we need you to name or number your tables as soon as you arrive. Because we have to associate the table with the seating chart. <laughs> exactly. So this way we now know how many people go at each table. Because right now there's a random number of chairs around each table. It may be 8, 9, 10. Who the hell knows? But it just looks pretty at this point. But it's mm-hmm. not efficient. It's not done. Because now at this point we have a seating chart. The couple will say, hey, this is number one or ABC or whatever the case may be. They name the table something. And then now we have to go to the seat and chart and it says eight chairs at this table. We know that we need to remove one or add one or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have place settings. We throw on our wonderful black gloves because we never touch anything without our gloves on. And then at that point, we put out our place settings. Mm-hmm. Who wants to say what the place settings are? Oh, for Christ's sake, somebody say what the <laughs> well, damn I mean, place settings are. Are you talking about like everything that is included in a place setting, yeah. like a standard place when setting? When you set a table. When you set the table, you have your dinner plate, and you have your dinner fork, salad fork, knife, and spoon, and water glass. Bar glasses like wine glasses and whatnot go behind the bar. And you're missing one thing. 
Napkins. Napkins. <laughs> and then at this point, we look at the paperwork to see how the napkins are going to be placed because mm -hmm. we offer to do it one of three ways. We can either wrap it around the flatware if you so choose. We can put it underneath of the piece of china hanging off of the table at exactly 15 inches, or we can in put it glass. in the glass <laughs> and it is basically popping up out of the glass. Very, very cute. So we do all of this once we get the place, once we get the seat and chart from the couple. And the couple at this point is putting out all of their own personalizations, right? Mm -hmm. Because one of the great arrangements that we have with our couples is whatever they bring in the house, they set up. Whatever happy rents or the rental company or what we have in the house, we set up. And it's a beautiful relationship because everybody knows what exactly they're responsible for, right? Right. So then at this point, they start decorating, putting out all of the seat and jar, putting out the memorial table, putting Art out... Papers. What's yeah. that? Party <laughs> favors, putting out anything DIY that they have or pictures of the couple, which we encourage all the time. But they set up all their personalizations, which if they have a good family and a good, good crew, if you will, most of them can be done setting up within 20 to 60 minutes. For sure. Yeah, it's easily. really not that difficult because they're not responsible for a ton. They're just responsible for what they're bringing in the house. The bartenders grab all their alcohol and everything. Most of the time it's here ahead of time because we allow them to drop off the week of. But bartenders will grab all the alcohol, start getting everything set up, iced and chilled, all that fun stuff. Couple pretty much is done setting up. We are good at this point. We usually finish up our setup right around noon-ish, we'll say, depending on how big the crowd is. Mm -hmm. And then we have lunch, right? Yep. And then at this point, we check in with the couple, make sure that they're good, enjoy our lunch a little bit. And then we usually get a few hours to kind of relax throughout the afternoon, which is nice. And I say we get a few hours to relax during the afternoon. And of course, I mean that for the support staff. I do not mean that for the coordinator. 100%. <laughs> because the coordinator doesn't get the opportunity to relax. Because the nope, coordinator there no is <laughs> constantly walking the property, constantly checking in with the couple, constantly checking in with the vendors and all the other fun stuff that's coming up to see what is going to go wrong. That's basically your job. Your job is mm -hmm. to forecast. You have to be able to see what is going to go wrong. This is the first time we're actually seeing all their personalizations, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So let's say they put up an easel and let's say they put some kind of beautiful picture frame with glass and it's grandma and it's like, I, you know, we wish she was here, blah, 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 blah. And they're not thinking about the fact that the wind is going to take this thing, knock it over and all the glass is going to break on the concrete. You know, they're not thinking about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we're going behind them with all their personalizations to see what is going to go wrong. Um, sometimes they like to put like table numbers on the tables and it's an outside venue. And it's this little paper triangle thing that they kind of like fold together to make like, I don't know, it just sits there like anything that you would see, anything you would think of, but the wind is going to take that bad boy and throw it over someplace else on the other piece they're of property somewhere else. They're going to send it into Blue's leg is what they're going to do. Yeah. And then it's gone. And now <laughs> they have no other replica of table two, and now they got to try to figure it out. So then we go behind them and we show them how to be able to fix that. Or We had to tuck it under um, the plates a couple of weeks ago. Kristen was actually working mm -hmm. a wedding here with us, and she was like, you know, I hear you at your day of interviews and I always say the same thing mm -hmm. where it's like if you can put whatever it is on top of a clipboard and blow it off of your clipboard, it will blow away. <laughs> That's exactly what they put on the table was yep. a little table tent and it blew away. I mean, there were no they, more table tens. <laughs> I wish that at the day of interviews, which is where the couple meets all the vendors, sits down with us for two hours. We design their day with them, build an itinerary, all that fun stuff. And of course, all this is included in the package. I wish 
that they could remember 100% of what we tell them. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is they're probably going to retain maybe 60% of what we tell them. Yeah. If that. If that. There's just Hopefully. a lot that goes into it. And wedding brain is a thing. Wedding I've, brain you know. is a thing. Pregnancy brain is a thing. That is absolutely a thing. But wedding brain <laughs> is a thing. And people, it's a lot to think of when it's your first and hopefully only wedding there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot of things that just go forgotten that just get forgotten so the coordinator is there to pick up the pieces because mm -hmm. and it's even worse when we have a bad couple yeah i went there mm -hmm. i said it. bad <laughs> couple it's like bad dog but bad, bad couple bad and i say that because this is the couple who doesn't do poop nothing they do nothing they just think somehow miraculously everything is just going to work out everything's going to be fine and that's it and they put no effort no time they have no personalizations they just have nothing and it's just i, I didn't feel like doing a seat and chart it was just it was too difficult it's not that difficult nope. it's easy no, so it's not i mean it's not i'm not going to say it's easy but it's definitely not difficult i mean yeah you have to put a little bit of time in it grab a bottle of wine and enjoy yourself because what you're doing with a seat and chart is you're ensuring the fact that there's no chaos throughout your mm -hmm. wedding people they they i mean again we've done thousands of weddings and it's always the same thing it's oh it was too difficult i don't want to be able to do it blah 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 or i don't have the time to be able to do it you know what you get what you give into your wedding so if you give into your what if you give to your wedding you're going to get from your wedding and it's going to be awesome if you don't give to your wedding the chances are you're probably not going to get what you want out of your wedding. It's just we're the still going to make it awesome. We're going to make it awesome, but it's we know how much better it could be. That that's it right there. As you hit, you said it is. Mm -hmm. We know how much better it could be. They don't, but we do. The Please couple, do the seat and chart. You know the yes. seat and chart. What that's there <laughs> for? Do. If you go back, and it's just standard human behavior. Go back to even high school, where you walk into a cafeteria, and as humans, the first things that we do is we scan a room. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if we're one of the first people in the room or one of the last people in the room. We enter the we enter the entryway and we scan the room. Mm -hmm. And what we're scanning the room for is clicks, because we either find people that we know and we want to be able to sit with them. We find people that we know and we do not want to be able to sit with them, mm -hmm. or we're looking for a safe spot for ourselves to be able to sit. This is the, it's just simple. It's, it's what ends up happening. So then we grab our food and we want to go sit down. Either you're going to be more of a leader or you're going to be less of a leader. If the more of a leader, you're going to start the sitting process, if you will. Less of a leader, you're going to try to join into another person's clan. No problem. But during weddings, what ends up happening here is you waste a lot of time. And everything about a wedding is about time efficientness. It, like you have to be efficient with your time. If we're waiting for everybody to be able to sit down and God forbid we have a storm coming in in an hour, somebody's getting rained on before they finish eating. Mm -hmm. If we are waiting for, for us to be able to, to get the couple, to be, I mean, to get the guests to be able to sit down, we have to do something with the bridal party and the couple. And I can't tell you how many times, especially at Bella, because the couple can actually see the guests. They're like, why the hell aren't they just sitting down? Dude, you didn't do a damn seating chart. That's the reason why they're not sitting down. <laughs> so what they're doing is they're occupying time by taking selfies and looking around and everything else until clicks form. And then they want to be able to sit at that particular table. Again, the leaders are going to sit down at the table and that's fine and other people are going to join them. But then we run into the problem of what about all these wonderful people, the most important people in your life that are being introduced. They're on another piece of the property. They're not at the reception. They're about to be introduced and nobody's saving it sought for them at their table. So now you have the parents of the bride, parents of the groom, whoever the case may be. You have all the attendees. You have the bridesmaids, groomsmen, blah, 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 maid of honor, best man, flower girl, ring bear, whoever it is. All these people are about to be introduced into your wedding. 
and they're all going to be sitting in different places throughout the reception. That's the big problem. Mm -hmm. Nobody saves a seat for them. So it's like, you know, now where do they sit? I mean, I watch it over and over. They come into the reception, hoorah, and everybody's having fun. And they're like, they look into the crowd and all of a sudden the aha moment sets in with them. It's like, shit, where am I sitting? (laughs) And it's like, okay, so now I'm just going to walk away awkwardly because I don't know what table I'm supposed to sit at. And then they have to be awkward to go find their table. So then we have the couples who are like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just reserve table one and two. That's great. So we live in a pompous society, and this society is I'm important, I'm entitled, it's the way how we are now. It's which reserved means for me. It's reserved for me. <laughs> and I'm the uncle that's three times over that nobody really knows. Three but times damn it, removed. this is for me because you know when I kneel at these reserve tables, they're gonna go eat first. I know this. They're going to go eat first to the average guest. They're going to go eat first. And I want to eat first. I'm freaking hungry. So I'm going to go ahead and sit here with my wife and everybody else can kind of join around us because it's not like it says names at this table. It's just reserved for VIPs. And I know I'm damn important. So I'm sitting right here. (laughs) And not just that. Now I get the best spot of the couple and I can take pictures and post it to social media before everybody else does because that's the way how I roll in this community. So that's cool. All right, good. But all because the couple didn't decide to do a seat and chart. So we have to deal with all that chaos. And again, it's just a waste of time. If they were to put in the time a month before their wedding, three weeks, two weeks before their wedding and build a seat and chart, it would be less time we have to deal with the chaos of everybody trying to sit down during the reception. Your choice on that. But then as a coordinator, we have to be able to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. And then w- because there's no seat and chart, we have to be able to roll with the punches whenever they, and it never fails. You have a table with eight chairs at it, but now a couple or somebody else wants to sit down at this table, but they want to add a place setting. So now they want to take away from one table, a place setting, a chair, move it over to this table, and we have all that wonderful chaos going on at the same time. And we got to rearrange everything because that's the way it works versus the couple just doing a damn seat and chart. But then we have, as a coordinator, we have because I kind of jumped into the damn seat and chart thing. but We could do a whole separate <laughs> podcast. Good Lord. Yes. But then we have everything leading up to the actual ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets chaotic. And I can't tell you how many times I've, I mean, I've watched Kristen enough times do it. And she tries to start off. So we have to get everybody lined up for the ceremony. And the problem is they're not in the same mindset as what we are. Our mindset is we want it to be efficient. We want everybody to look good. We want the pictures to come out great, blah, 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 right? Their mindset is, I'm here to party, I'm here to have a good time, I'm having a conversation, and you're interrupting my conversation. So, and I've watched Kristen, she starts off in the foyer at Belmont, and she's like, all right, we're going to line everybody up, and blah, 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 and like half the crowd pays attention to her. And then she has to do it again, but this time she has to be louder. Then she's going to go militant on a message. <laughs> and then she gains maybe three quarters, but there's always that bridesmaid, or maid of honor, or groomsman, or best man, or somebody who just doesn't listen and they're still just talking cutting up having fun again not their fault they're here to have a good time and they don't realize time like they don't realize it's time and there's a time and a place for everything so they're still cutting up having a good time and of course at this point you start getting a little aggravated because it's like bro i know you heard me (laughs) like just pay attention to me for just a few minutes we're going to line everybody up and then after the ceremony you could party all you want 
that's a lie because we're going to line you up again for the reception. <laughs> but right. either which way, at this point, we need you to be able to pay attention. Some do, some don't. We have to get loud. I hate getting loud, but it's the only way to be able to grab their attention. It's kind of like that kid. You know, when you have a kid and it's like you want to just talk normally to the kid and then all of a sudden it's like he's still not listening to you and then you have to get loud and you're like, shit, I really didn't want to get loud because I don't want to set the precedent that anytime I want your attention, I have to scream at you. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want that. But at the same time, if you're not paying attention, the only other thing we could do is smack you upside the back of your head. I, not that I do that, but smack you upside the back of your head to be able to get your daggone attention. I thought of air horns probably would scare the grandparents. And that would be a bad day if a grandparent yeah. had a heart That's attack. That's a really popular DJ sound though, yeah. right now. Where it's like, no, like, I hate it. To one of our yeah. DJs. Yes, it is. It's on to a lot of DJs though. Oh, like no. I was, I went to a wedding in a different state not too long ago and they were like, Luke was playing Fortnite the other day and it's a thing that you can add to your character and I was like I don't want to hear that (laughs) put your headphones on So then we line everybody up for the ceremony. Finally, we get them to be quiet. And they really need to be quiet because they're going into a ceremony Mm -hmm. where it's extremely formal and you don't want to hear a bunch of people cutting up and laughing and joking around and everything else because it is serious. Like there's, there's not many extremely serious parts of the wedding, but the ceremony is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sacred. It's It should be as much as we want to have a ton of fun. It is pretty serious and we should give it the the credit it deserves, Absolutely. right? I mean, yeah. it is the serious legal portion of the evening, right. you know? Like, the rest of it is a celebration. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we finally get them all lined up. Sometimes it's more difficult. Sometimes we have a ridiculously awesome crowd that just yes. listens to absolutely everything. And Those that's like, thank you yeah. so much. You guys are <laughs> awesome. And then we have the ones who are just a-holes and think they know better and don't listen. And then even when you tell them to do something a certain way, they literally do it the opposite way because Mm -hmm. they didn't pay attention. And then they look stupid, but because they look stupid, we look stupid because they didn't do it correctly. So if they just paid attention, life would be easy. Then we get to the couple. We get everybody down to the actual ceremony area, the pastor, officiant, whatever picks up, and we breathe. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. We've talked about that. At that point, that's that sigh of relief that we have, and we breathe. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's short-lived because at that point you hear the crack of thunder. Mm-hmm. That's what happened a couple of weeks ago. I was like, no, no, no way this is happening. I never, I never coordinate Saturdays specifically. And uh, I was looking at the weather. I looked down at my, uh, my Apple Watch and it's like uh, AccuWeather raining in 22 minutes. And I was like, no, nope, mm. no, it's not supposed to. <laughs> it didn't rain in 22 minutes. It rained in like 45, but still. So then we hear the crack of thunder and all of a sudden we're not relaxed anymore mm-hmm. because now, now we're in the back making hand signals to the pastor who's not paying us a lick of damn attention, Nine. telling him to hurry up. And he's sitting there telling a story about when they were a child or something. And yes. it's like, we got to get this thing moving. All you got to do is get them to say, I do and kiss. This is pretty easy in our world, in your world. I understand that right now you want to be the person and but sometimes that person needs to speak a little faster and that's okay and it's funny how they say i'm going to speed this up because we hear the crack of thunder and they still talk the same and amount. they still talk the same amount yeah. <laughs> maybe at a slower pace <laughs> if every pastor could understand that in an outdoor wedding venue you have to take mother nature into consideration not just god that would be absolutely awesome but unfortunately they don't i also wish that they would speak a ton louder so the dj can actually turn down the mic and instead of the DJ having to turn up the mic and picking up all the additional background noise Mm -hmm. or the screeching sometimes that happens because the pastor's talking to the couple and not the audience. Mm -hmm. So 
but that's a whole other podcast on its mm-hmm. own also. So then at this point, ceremony's about over, and we're cueing the crew. We're letting everybody know what's going on. We set the bartenders up for cocktail hour. Doors are becoming open. Music is starting to go. We're getting everybody in place to be able to direct the crowd because it's not easy taking 125 people and routing, rounding them all up and getting them to go in the right direction, right? So mm-hmm. we finally get all this, this all part all worked out, and then cocktail hour is happening. And we get to breathe a little bit again, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, it's like, all right, cool. Ceremony's over. It worked. We got the kiss. We got the I do's. At this point, everybody's having a good drink. They're socializing. They're having a good time. The photographer has the couple in the bridal party and all the family. They're taking photos. Cool. At this point, we walk around. We make sure that we're kind of enjoying the fruits of our labor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we can now see everything. That, of course, is short-lived because now at this point, we need to pull up all the damn ceremony chairs, right? So it's probably 90 (laughs) degrees in July, and we're out there pulling chairs and stacking them all up, and you got two staff members that are now stacking chairs to clear all the chairs. And why do we do this? Because the photographer needs more space, right? So we have all of this wonderful bridal party, but sometimes, like Erin just coordinated, where she had a ridiculous amount of bridesmaids and, what, how many? 18, 18 bridesmaids, and at this point, you have to be able to have the room to be able to spread them all out. So we leave some chairs on the lawn so this way people can sit down if they need to. But let's face it, that one was supposed to be a wedding of 175 people. And, and I it think was. a good 150 chairs could at that point now be picked up <laughs> mm-hmm. and put away. And we can keep some on the lawn to keep the elderly sitting down and making sure that they're all comfortable. For sure. But... The job doesn't just stop, right? Because as you're picking up chairs, you have the bar. You have to make sure that everybody's ready to go. The bar's about to move to another area where the reception is. You got to get the bar over there. You got to make sure that catering is ready. Catering's food has to be ridiculously hot, but yet good. We have to make sure that the DJ is ready for the announcement. So we go through all of that. Couple's first dance is about to take place. You got a lot of moving parts that's about to continuously happen. And for the guest, they just enjoy the show. Because we love the experience that the guest has whenever they're at one of our venues. Because we love the showstoppers. We set it up on purpose. So, mm-hmm. But the moving parts that continuously go in the coordinator's mind and what's coming up next and what, what hurdle are we going to be thrown at next. Like, for instance, bustling up the dress. Oh, it's fun, right? I love figuring out bustles. Mm, yeah, you know? as long as we have the time for it. Because yeah, everything yeah. with wedding is timing. Time. And you got to love the bride who picks up, a, you know, decides on a bustle that has, well, I don't know, 15 buttons, right? <laughs> 15 is like, better than one. It's 100% <laughs> better than one because it won't break. Right. But now we have to dedicate the time to be able to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And we always say the same thing. Make sure you take a video of somebody bustling up the dress so this way we can see the video when it's time to bustle up the dress. And then we always hear the same thing when we're in the staging room and we're ready to bustle up the dress. Where's the video? <laughs> oh, well... It's upstairs in the bridal quarters. Yeah. Okay. If they have it. If they have it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, my Wi-Fi is not working. My internet's not working. So you didn't download it. You, this isn't the phone that you took the actual video on. No, no, no. My sister took the video and she sent it to me. And it's on Facebook Messenger, but I can't log into Facebook. Oh, okay. We're just going to figure it out then. <laughs> so then we have to figure out the bus and we get everybody moving. And again, we, we're doing all this, but we can't let the guest get bored. 
right? Because mm-hmm. if the guests get bored, then they're having a bad experience, which we don't want. So what we're trying to do is do all of these moving parts and keep everything moving, but not allow the guests to be able to get bored. The couple is never going to get bored on their own wedding day. Right. It's just not going to happen. They're the center of attention. They have 125 people pulling them, including vendors and everything else. They have pictures and all the other fun stuff. This day centers around them. But what about your coworker who's at table 11 who doesn't really know anybody in the crowd, how bored are they when everything's just at a standstill? That's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid your coworker being bored. We're trying to avoid anybody being bored by keeping everything moving in the right direction. So when, when you see us constantly focusing on the time, know that in your world, if you're a bride or groom listening to this, things may be moving really, really fast, but we're not just thinking about you. Oh, it's horrible to say. It's horrible, <laughs> but we're not. We're also thinking about that coworker. So this way, when you go to work the following Monday after your honeymoon, they can say, that was the best damn wedding I've ever been to. And we look for that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So then we knock out the first dance. We finally get the couple down to their table. The caterers are coming over. They're plating the couple. Everything is going really, really wonderful. But now we have to be able to get all the guests fed. After the guests get fed, we have to be able to do the formal dances with the parents, right? Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many times we have told the father of the bride, just hang tight for about two minutes. Your dance is going to be coming up with your daughter. As soon as we go to grab the, the daughter, we're ready for the we're ready for the father-daughter dance, and we go to look for the father. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> He's just gone. And then it's I'd say nine out of ten times it's the exact same excuse. We finally find him coming out of the bathroom. What happened? I needed to pee. <laughs> he got the nervous piece. I needed to pee. It's like, he got dude, nervous. you had one job. Like, all you had to do was stand here for two minutes and then do a three-minute song. It was nope. so simple. I had to pee. <laughs> and that's it. And then we have things like the shoe game. We have things like, you know, the anniversary dance. We have things like, I mean, there's tons of them that we do that we work out with the couples ahead of time. Bouquet, garter toss. How many times you go to do a garter toss and the bride's like, oh, shit, I don't have my garter on yet. Or where's the groom? Where's the groom? <laughs> right? So, I mean, there's all these things that go into it, but we're constantly prepping. We're always ahead of the game. If we know the garter toss is about to happen, 20 minutes before the garter toss happens, we're prepping the garter toss. Cake cutting. Everything that happens, just know that we're so far ahead of it. When it's time to actually happen, we've already worked it out. We're ready to rock and roll. But they have to be able to trust us. Mm-hmm. Because it's really bad whenever we say something like to the DJ, okay, we're ready to go into the garter toss. And then the garter's not on her leg. Or she's like, well, let's just do two more songs after she just agreed to do the garter toss after the end of this song. Right? Because mm-hmm. then we're ready to do it. So there's a lot that goes into it. What do you guys have? You, I don't want to go back to like when you wake up that morning. What do you think of that? Is definitely that wedding. was a while ago. I know, I know, but I've been thinking but it's a about lot. it. But it's a lot, you know. Like <laughs> you've hit all the points that go on throughout the day. But I, I can, you know, I feel like I can speak on it on behalf of everybody here. Like when you wake up and you're like Lego, right? Mm-hmm. It is very wedding specific. What goes through my brain mm-hmm. anyway? Like this past one that had um, chances of rain. They called it for a plan A, even though they should have called plan B, they were maxing us out, 18 bridesmaids. You know, it, it, it would have been really easy to psych myself out on that one, get in my own way, but I didn't, you know? <laughs> and then, gosh, I, I, my biggest piece of advice is if you're gonna have a bridal party that big, make sure that they are awesome because they were, they made it so seamless. And like, when you think of 
almost 40 people up there in the bridal party combined, mm -hmm. that could have been so chaotic. So you're thankful the bridal party was fantastic. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's like the, the bride and groom were great throughout the planning process. My hope is always like, if you're that great, that your friends are also that great. And that, that's not always that's the case. That's not usually no. the case. Usually the oh, bride and groom were awesome. Was, and then the were, party's like, They Poof. were all so great. I remember I recapped with Joe at the end of it. I was like, I, you know, it's like as big as this was, as the, the hiccups that came and went with weather and max, max capacity and stuff like that, I was like, they were awesome. The bridal party was awesome. The crowd, awesome. I mean, just, mm -hmm. um, whereas when I woke up that morning, there, there was some, a little bit of nervousness there, we'll mm -hmm. say. It's like, oh, goodness gracious. You know, we had a morning of rehearsal that day, so oh, yeah. I didn't even know what I was walking into, whereas usually we would rehearse with them Wednesday or Thursday and you have a little more insight going into the day. I didn't have that, mm -hmm. but they all showed up right at 10 AM for their 10 AM rehearsal. And I was like, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> you guys are great. Let's be great. It's ceremony time. And they were, we great, started they on were time. Older. Mm -hmm. They were, so yes. they were mature for sure. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is if you can have a bridal party that big, make sure your venue can handle it. Yep. Because yeah. I really feel like a lot of their decision, the, 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 the main decision maker for them was they knew that the backup plan could hold eight bridesmaids, eight groomsmen, mm -hmm. not 18. That, so they would have been okay with their ceremony was outside was fine. It was dinner that needed to be inside inside yeah but at the same time i feel like in their mind they don't differentiate between the two they're sure. just like i don't want to be inside i don't want to like, be inside I booked because... an outdoor venue because i want to be outdoors yeah. and it's like that's great but mother nature isn't always going to agree with that mm -hmm. if you're going to have a big bridal party you have to know the space of the room mm -hmm. like remember that one bridal party we had i want to say it was like 18 or 20 as well Ooh. and they all had to like scrunch up into a corner yeah, I mean, it was pouring down rain. And, and they um, had no choice but to do no it They had no choice. Inside. They were, like, stacked. So, I mean, they were, like, they were like stacked. You know, three yeah. rows staggered of people up on the right and up on the left. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, so you know, the photographer made them, it look like, as good as possible. But at the same time, you have to take into consideration the space at your venue. You can't just say, I want 40 bridesmaids. How mm -hmm. in the hell is that Where going to work? It's, like... There has to be some thought to say, all right, this is plan A, this is plan B, I can do 40 bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be ridiculous. My highest was 21, Shelly and Vincent, God bless them. <laughs> They're doing well, though. Still married. Hey, hey. hey Shelly and Vincent. But, <laughs> but at the same time, you have to take into consideration your venues, like spacing. You can't just make it up for yourself. I mean, it's the same thing with tables. When you have 175 people and you're maxing us out, mm -hmm. that means that you are sitting in airplane seating, mm -hmm. right? And I say airplane seating all the time because at 125 people at, let's say, actually Bella and Belmont. 125 people, you're in first class. No doubt. No problem. Yep. That's perfect. 175 people, you are sitting in coach. Your your knees are touching the seat in front of you. You know, that's there's no other place to, there's no other way to be able to explain this. You're shoulder to shoulder with people. Can I explain it? I can explain it better. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I just got off an airplane, yes. okay? Um, has, if you've ever flown, okay, in coach, put yourself in the last row, <laughs> the last row that backs up to the bathroom in the corner window seat. Like I gravitate towards aisle or window because I'm taller. Um, those seats, just, just for reference, don't recline. So <laughs> that, that is airplane seating because it was worst seat in the house. <laughs> and you're sitting on the side of somebody you may or may not know. I didn't know her. 
Yeah. Well, I know you did <laughs> never. <laughs> but I'm saying at a wedding, you're sitting on the side of somebody you may not know at right. ceremony. Yeah. You know? And even the reception is going to be tight because mm-hmm. you're maxing us out. Max like, you don't out. get the ability mm-hmm. to say, I have 175 people. I know your max capacity is 175 people. I know that that results to be 18 tables. That means 10 people at a table for the most part. Yes, so I'm going to do 22 tables. The hell? Where is the other four (laughs) tables going to fit? Like, in what point in your head were you like, yeah, well, we can use this space. So where? How? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any damn sense. So you have to be able to consult with your venue. You have to make sense of everything. You can't just hope on a wish and a prayer that everything's going to work out. You have to have a plan A. You have to have a plan B. And God forbid, work with your damn coordinator as much as possible. Communicate with them as much as possible. Make Mm -hmm. them your best friend. Because they are the people who's going to make everything happen behind the scenes to ensure that that day is absolutely perfect. But if you don't give them the opportunity to do so, you get to blame nobody but yourself. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, you know, for some of the couples who we say don't do anything, they probably do a lot behind the scenes, but don't communicate with us and then hit us with a bunch of stuff on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that means they're doing stuff, but they're not great communicators. You know, like there's that aspect of it too. That's true. So you have to really understand people and you have to take your mind and put it in the other people's mind to understand why they are the way how they are or why they're doing things the way how they're doing things. But when you get really good at that part, then you can start calling them out on their shit because I'm okay with that. Call them out. I say it a lot though, where it's like, if you feel like I don't need to know, I promise you I do. Like even (laughs) as, as minuscule and minute as it may seem to Mm. the couple will say i need to know a lot of it is contractual stuff too it's like the bride the couple bride groom bride bride groom groom whatever they they may have read that contract one time when they were signing it Mm -hmm. and that's it how much of that contract did they retain right you know where we know it by the like the back of our hands Mm -hmm. you know so it's like when they break out these teeny weeny little tea light candles and it's like try lighting them up and catch a centerpiece on fire and Mm -hmm. we're like look you have to have two inches of space from the top of the glass down to the candle. Well, why? Well, one, it's in your contract. Two, I'd like to not catch the place on fire. Three, centerpieces mean more than looking at some kind of like future fire on the table or anything. It's like there's reasons why we do everything. And I can tell you that every every reason we have for why we don't allow something, there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. It's like People just think, oh, they're making up these rules. No, hell no, we're not just making up these rules. You know what? Every single rule, there's a reason why that rule is in place. Like it's the because the musician who drug his guitar across yes. your hardwoods. Yeah, it's oh, like, my ruined gosh. it for everybody, homeboy. <laughs> I mean, it's just the problem that every single, every single, you know, reason we have for doing something, there's a story behind it. And as ridiculous as you may think that story is, if it damages the venue the night before your wedding at a different wedding. How are you going to feel about your wedding? Right. Yep. That's the big thing. I will end this with Kara had the entire bridal party, I think, jump off the dock and into the lake at night. Just the past wedding. Yeah. Yep. They yep. all just jumped off. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they weren't allowed in the house. But again, that happens for a reason. It's because <laughs> Jackie and Chris, damn it, Jackie and Chris, they <laughs> left by boat and their bridal party jumped into the freaking lake because God forbid it was hot. It was like June 26th, maybe Kristen's birthday. I wonder if your sister remembers that. But they jumped into the lake. She's coming in September. We'll catch she up. She'll be here in September, yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, they were like, well, we got to go in the house to get all of our stuff. Hell no, you're not coming in the house to get all your stuff and dripping all over the hardwood floors. <laughs> so now we tell them ahead of time, you want to try to jump in the lake, do it. Wouldn't really recommend it. God forbid there's a lot of snakes out there and everything else and wildlife that you just can't see at night. But if you feel that need to do that and take that into your own mind, then you are your own person and it's going to happen regardless. We're not going to be able to do anything about it. But people cry. we will tell you ahead of time, you are not coming in the house. <laughs> now, Jackie and Chris... When their bridal party jumped in the in the in the lake, and I made them all dry off on the deck, if you will, I still have bridesmaids dresses from that day because everybody they they read, yeah, they were upstairs, and people just took off their bridesmaids dresses, started toweling themselves up, and getting dried off, so this way they can come in the house, and it was absolutely crazy. But I love Jackie and Chris, and they're awesome. But I think they are going on eleven years of marriage now. So either which way, just know if there's a rule in place, there's a reason why that rule exists. It's because something happened and God forbid, we would absolutely love you to not be the reason why there's another rule in place. Mm So enjoy your day. Just try to think about your coordinator a little bit because we always think about you. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.